Hi everyone. Before you listen to our first episode, we just want to let you know that there are some audio difficulties. It was our first one and we had some technical issues for sure. But we believe in celebrating our mistakes here, so if you want to take the journey, please do. If not, the cliff notes to the first episode are, it was Shabbat and we lit the candles and that was lovely. I raved about my neighbor having a stocking up on their door months after Christmas. They still do, by the way. Aaron raved about Lizzo in a different way and pretty much took responsibility for her discovery. And then we talk about all things Madonna, the good, the bad, and the Instagram. We won't be offended if you skip this one, but we'll totally be upset if you don't listen to each and every episode that comes after. Thanks for listening. I'm Aaron Goldschmidt. I'm Francesco Cipita. And we're Queens of the Roundtable. Hi, everyone. Hi. I'm Francesco Cipita. And I'm Aaron Goldschmidt. And welcome to Queens of the Roundtable. Episode number one. Number one, people. This is a long time in the making. Oh, gosh. It really is. I'd like to start off tonight by saying Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. It, oh, Shabbat Shalom. Shalom. Um, we may have had one or two drinks. Just wine. To, just Some to get wine. us loosened. We wanted to loosen up our buttons. But yes, our, our premiere episode is being recorded on, on Shabbos. So I would like to start tonight by lighting the Shabbat candle, which I have not done in a long time. But I looked in my closet tonight and I had two Shabbat candles remaining. Shared. Shared. Ow! Like that? Look at you. I know. Look at the He's been time. hanging out with this Jew for a long time. So I'm going to say the Shabbat prayer over the candles, and we're going to start this podcast. Okay. We're getting up. Yes, this is all very new to us. You're walking away. You're close by. You're coming back with the candles. All right, here we go. Um, oh. just for shoots and giggles. Placing gingerly on very expensive credenza with a loose leaf piece of paper on top. Oh, gosh. Now I'm going to say the quick prayer over that wine, the alcohol. Yeah, wow, we are. I'm really not this Jewish America, but you know what? If we're going to start, we're going to start strong, and America. I'm going to own my Judaism. Chayim. <laughs> Hmm. Wow. Ep- wow. Episode one. Here we are. Here we are. Um, so this is this is a place for us to just sort of sit around and talk like normally we're actually at the table that we have very long tables at. And um, we just thought we'd turn that into a podcast so many millions of people can be part of this experience with us. People have been waiting for this. Whether <laughs> they know it or not, people have been waiting for this moment. Waiting. And here we are. And here we are. And so um, one of the things that we thought we would do is to sort of start with something that's been on our mind. Like Shabbat. Like Shabbat. And for me, which is completely the opposite of Shabbat, is um, a problem that I'm having in the building. Um, I live uh, in a building in Hell's Kitchen, and it's a gorgeous, high end, luxury nice building. building. And I live at the end of a long hallway with my husband. And, um, it's what, April, let's say, 12, 12, and, um, it's almost tax day. It's what? Oh, right. The 15th is month. And we are full on into almost summer. We are. Thank God. I'm drinking rosé in celebration. 
Um, and at the end of my hallway, right before my door, is a door that still has a Christmas stocking hung let, on the door. Let me just tell everybody this. I have seen this stocking, and this is not just any kind of Christmas stocking. No, it's not. It is so specific. It's specific. And whimsical and, like, old lady. And but it's not, it's not even, the problem, I, okay, so it's April. But here's the there thing, so I had a problems. problem in January with it as Because I feel like once the holidays are over and the Christmas trees are gone, and the tree is down and the twinkles are done, you don't want to be reminded of a time that was festive no. and fun, where you like, all this funny not when you're here. feeling, like, fat and gross right. on January, like, 12th. Exactly, and not when you're feeling fat and gross on April 12th. So I, um, I, I'm going to just tell the world this. I, um, one night, was coming home after he had wine or two, and I actually gently That's took, code for, like, a couple bottles. <laughs> took the stocking off of that door and gingerly placed it on the floor in front of the Like, oops, it got knocked off. Like, Maybe oops. when you see it on the floor, you'll just bring it in. The wind blew, and it came. And these people actually rehung it. And now, what's even worse is that the stocking um, is sort Easter of bunny on folded it? over. So it's not even hung kind of gorgeous. It's sort of hung where, like, corners are folded. It's been up for so long. Yeah, it, started it has no life left to it. And um, I, I I see it every day when I leave the apartment. And every day, so it just brings on... What kind of asshole keeps up a stocking until mid-April? And so I've been reasoning around, like, maybe it's, like, a famous crack house, and, like, that's the sign for, like, More like a sex den. For sure. But I don't think it's that. I think, number one, they love it. Number two, they know that I don't love it. It upsets me. Or number three, they sort of are, like, clueless to it all and just sort of think it can just stay up. It's cute. Which is probably my biggest like I if they're picking up because they getting pissed. Um, I will say that I went to um, our front desk. Did you? To, oh yeah. I told and you I to actually to email management. One of the one of the guys at the desk who's a really nice guy who I kind of was like next door to my apartment there's a Christmas stock. Maybe store they're dead in their apartment. And this causes concern. Maybe there's something Well there's definitely like, something oh, wrong. Wow, really? Okay, well we'll look into that. And it's still there. It's still there. Well, in full disclosure, I want to say that I was there a month ago now at your birthday mm. in mm. March. And I was... Oh, sirens. I the sirens. New York Welcome people. to New York. I was, like, one more drink away from, like, grabbing that stocking mm. on my way out and just throwing it in my purse mm. and, like, pretending mm -hmm. that, like, it never happened. Yeah. But the karma around that is not great. It's not great. However, it's not great. However, what's not great is being the person in a building with other people. If you have a house in the suburbs and you want to keep your Christmas decorations up mm, all year, I'm not, okay. I'm not okay with that either. But it's your property. When you're living in a, in a building and there's a hallway and mm. there's so many other people mm. exposed to right. what you're putting it's out. Not okay. Not okay. It, I don't need a little Christmas. No one does. Also, here comes Peter Cottontail. Right. And also, hopping down the bunny trail next week. Something up every holiday. Fine. Whimsy. I hate it, but fine. Right. And so the thing about the stocking, though, is, and then, then I'll be done, but it's like, um, it wants to be kind of like fabulous stocking. Bought it for 
looks like but it's kind of fun about Walmart old town yeah. store in the mall in the mall and it's like it's shitty it's not okay I've seen it in America and I want to tell you it's not okay and listen Francesco is in a lot of ways kinder than I am I probably would have ripped it down and secretly thrown it down the incinerator or I wouldn't have incinerator. just gone incinerator 1970 well the garbage uh-huh. I don't know if I would have just gone to, like, the, the guy at the desk. I probably would have written an email to, like, the management office. Well, me, me going to the guy at the desk was super passive-aggressive. But because those guys at the desk, like, there's only so much they can do. But the reality is this. And I don't mean to give too much away. It's a big, beautiful, gorgeous apartment. It's a very fancy, nice building. People spend a lot of money to live there. They put out, like, bagels and croissants in the morning. Like, this is a place that people want to go to feel a certain way. Bagels and croissants are more like muffins, but still. Okay, and, like, cheap yogurt. It doesn't matter. Regardless. Like, in in the common room where there's, like, a gas fireplace. Like, it's gorgeous. And this behavior is just, it's not okay. And it's not, like, thinking about your fellow neighbor. It's, it's not just, it's terrible. It's not. It's not. I, I will end by saying I've um, sort of befriended someone always. It definitely seems to have a bit of an energy. And so I feel like next time I come, I'll wait. Lot about this. Because I feel like they'll be actually much like, boom. I'm going to be honest. If I come over in the next couple of weeks that's still there, I might have to take action. And I guess I'm incriminating myself now on a national podcast that millions of people are going to listen to. But it just like, someone has to take it down and leave a ransom note on the door. I have your stocking. <laughs> right. With cut out newspaper letters. Right. I have your stocking. Like, you can get it back if you promise. In November. Right, right, right. I will leave it for you in November. It's yeah. it's safe, yeah. and November. you will get it back November one. Yep, November. It's terrible, and I I wonder what it is in people that leave holiday decorations up throughout the year. Is it lazy? Are you just that fucking lazy? Do you want to hold on to the Christmas spirit? I don't know, but I'll tell you, it's upsetting, and. I, you handled it much better than me. You know, I, you're famous for like. A, I I am. So um, let's go in your world. Tell, tell us about oh you. Gosh. Well, about you know, I can talk about a lot of things. There's a lot going on. Um, but instead of talking about my Mishigas, I'm gonna try to use a bit of Shabbat. Yeah, no, I think it's it Shabbat. And um, so listen, do we have to actually look at our recording? Not really, right? But I, I should, even think it's nice to. But I probably should set it so it doesn't go off. You probably should. We're learning a lot about technology. A lot about technology. Hold on. Jump something out of that. No. Wait. You know, there's a lot going on in my life, but instead of harboring right now on, like, the sort of rants that I want to make, I'm going to talk about something that brings me a lot of joy and happiness. And, um, I am... Getting a lot of joy and happiness from a pop and a rising pop star mm. Mm. named Lizzo. Yes, 
And I have sort of been getting obsessed with Lizzo since the summer. Um, I was turned on to her. She's been the kind of underground. She started, like, having a moment. And I really felt like I tapped into something that was going to happen. Yes, you did. And she's happening. And I am kind of obsessed with her. Part of me, like, doesn't want to be obsessed with her, and I get annoyed with her social media, but then I'm like, I'm amazed by her social media, and I'm kind of watching Star being born. Like, I, over the last six months, like, watching the rise of Lizzo as a fan has been, like, kind of amazing. And right now, there's this moment where she is on the Today Show, she's on Andy Cohen, she's on Ellen, Ellen. she's on Sirius Radio, she's doing this, she's in Europe, she's in London, she, she's everywhere, and she brings me joy. Yeah, let, let's tell the listeners about If you don't know Lizzo... She's a flautist. She's a flautist. She is a big, beautiful black woman from Texas, originally, who has moved around, kind of made her mark originally in Minneapolis, where she befriended Prince before he died. And he really took a liking to her, and she really started with all this kind of cool underground music. She was rapping a lot more, but she's also a singer. And in the last couple of years, she's gone more into singing and just making awesome and cool and uplifting and, like, body-positive music. The kind of music that, like, when you hear her songs, you feel empowered. You're like, yes! I am crazy and fucked up, and I am fabulous. Yeah. And I love it because I'm having this moment right now where I am feeling all kinds of fucked up. But, like, Lizzo is is giving me something that I need. Mm-hmm. So I would like to implore everyone that's listening, if you have not tuned in or tapped into Lizzo, please do. Start with her Coconut Oil EP from 2016. Listen to her singles, Water Me, Fitness. I'm free. That's um water. Oh right. No, it's <laughs> that okay. is. Oh, it is. And her <laughs> and, and I mean Lizzo, if you're listening, her new album drops next Thursday. Because I love you. Her full length EP, her full length album, not an EP, which she's only put out before. I'm very excited by her. And I, I started following her on Instagram, and one of our good friends, Mike, who also really loves Lizzo. Was like I, I don't know if I could follow her Instagram because she she posts a lot. That's what like the new younger people do. It's like I'm going to show you everything. Right. Whereas like we were raised in a generation where it's like don't show everything. Like show a lot, but like reserve something. And sometimes like it's over the top. It's annoying. But there's something about her Instagram that's really like keeps me going, which is yeah. interesting because I was having another problem with an Instagram account. Of a celebrity, and I had a mute. I had to mute the account for a month. So before we get into that muting, I like I, I know what that is. I just I get worried. They don't know. No, no. Um, when you mute, no one knows anything. It's just that like you're not seeing posts in your feed. You're just taking a moment from having them at the top. Right, right. It's with a heavy heart. But I say that the artist that I muted was Queen Badum. I had to mute her ass. Sorry. Um, I had to mute Madonna for a minute because I was having this moment where I just 
Listen, I want to say this the right way without offending my fellow teens or Madonna, who I'm sure is listening. I love Madonna. She is somebody who will always be instrumental to the person that I am. Mm. However, her Instagram account is like driving me bananas. She was recording herself in the middle of the night in like full <laughs> makeup and 5,000 necklaces and chains and a negligee. And she, like, nothing made sense. And it was all crazy, banana shit. And also, it's been hard for me to, like, look at her face. Mm. Like, something has happened where it's like she went, and you said it best a couple of years ago, like, like chubby baby girl. Like No, yeah, Doug, my husband. Chubby. chubby baby lady. Like, her, like, plumped up face. Like, she yeah. looks 26. Like, there's something about her face that's, like, bothering me. And then these weird Instagrams from her house in Portugal. And I'm having this moment where I'm like, anyone that knows me since I was young knows that, like, Madonna's my bitch. Like, I wrote my first essay at NYU about too, Madonna. Too, I, I mean, I, I will tell some stories about Madonna in a minute and her influence in my life that are kind of crazy, but I, I, I'm struggling right now with, like, how do we reconcile our love of somebody and something that they represent and, like, who they are right now? Right. And if you ask me, like, it's funny, I had on uh, Ryan and Kelly this morning, and Kelly Ripa is, like, obsessed with, with Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. And she had brought it up again because Kate Hudson was coming on the show, and Kelly was like, we're both, like, obsessed with Madonna. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I'm obsessed with Madonna, too, but because I'm obsessed with her, I struggle with, like, can I totally embrace this new Madonna? Because I'm not sure that she totally relates to the Madonna, like, of, of like, you. Oh, well, she, she doesn't. And, but is that her responsibility? I mean, or doesn't she? I, I mean, don't know. I mean, she also, I think, is growing as right. she's grown, What's, and what? she's changing as we, we don't know many artists, right, over 40 years. Exactly. And I think also, I mean, obviously, we both will tell million stories about her. I also feel like, for me, I get it. It's odd, but there's two things. Number one, I mean, now she's, interestingly, now, right, she's an album that she's sort of teasing. But now I know. Um, but she's I, I teasing know. a lot. And, um, like, Back in the studio. Like, I saw yeah, that. Okay, but right. I mean, I think this is like number one, she went to Portugal for her. And she's bored. And so she's like, I, I think she likes Jose as maybe has a class before. She does a little dress up moment. She remembers the moments of like being that girl, being dressed, all those things. She still is a boss, but I think her house. And the other thing, though, I think is, is you know, if you're along the ride, and I don't hear a lot of people say this, so, the most ride is Like, I you're think you've got to stay on the ride because their point of view is what they're going through. Going through. 
influences all this. The problem is this. I mean, it relates to what you said about Lizzo. One that we love, Instagram, the hot things of Instagram, all that stuff. It's like, how much do we really need to see of something? What is and when, when is too much, like, too much? Absolutely. And there's obviously not... And we don't know that you know, yet. We're figuring that out. You know, a publicist, like, sleep better next to her being like, girl, do that. So... Listen, when Fiona Apple gets on Instagram... And, and No, I, she has a video where she gets on and she's, like, ranting about Sinead O'Connor. Oh, yeah, Have you seen right, that? Right. Like, when Fiona Apple gets on Instagram at four in the morning from her weird bedroom in Venice, California, like... I get that a little bit. Like, I get it. Because that's always been Fiona Apple. She stormed off the VMAs. Like, she, this is her. Like, I, I don't know if... Listen, Madonna has always been, I'm going to show you everything. I'm going to show you too much. And I'm even going to manufacture it. And I get it. What appealed to us about Madonna when we were young is like, she's showing us everything. Truth or dare. All of that. Like, she's showing us everything. What I'm struggling with now in the new world of social media is, like, when is too much, like, too much? Right. Like, like how much do you have to show before it becomes too much? And there is something to be said about, like, a little mystique. Sure. A little bit of, like... Okay, but, but here, here's what I, I want to say. But it's incredible that, because you cared about this, but you actually have some... But there's a strong doubt what's happening. Because of what she did. And for other people, she has not meant that. And if we were to turn the page, I think it's important to say that I think we're two gay men. Um, and I think that there are a lot of women that are similar to that she, you know, was so instrumental in creativity. Would it meant to be queer? And would there be, yeah, and who who would be, was there a safe space? And so I think that there's something so magical there. And unfortunately, I don't, that's definitely not happening. I mean, I, every year, it's a great But I'll show a video. And in the earlier part of my career, like, oh my god, awesome. Now I'm getting older younger. Like I showed Oh, I showed New York song. The nature or that's it, that's good. That's right, right. That, that's human no, that's not human nature. That's um from that album though. Yeah, with like the uh, eyeball, right. like the eye opening. Yeah, no, of course. It was the most expensive video. Right, well that's when she got Bjork's producer. Exactly. To, like, and I said, like, this is so incredible. I was living with you. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, she's so. <laughs> and I felt like, oh my God, like when Kevin Costner says shows, that's the same thing. But, like, but on, on that note, what I want to ask you then is like, we know, what, to your point, like we know what Madonna has been to us, and you're right. We, we have signed on for the ride since 1982, and we've watched all this happen. So that's fine. Instagram is for the millennials. It's for the young people. So the young people who are getting Madonna 
are getting the I'm in my closet and and like and that's what bothers me because that's what they're seeing. They're not seeing like Papa don't preach like these these really socio political songs. These right and and that's what worries me. It's like if I am going to be this advocate of Madonna, if I want to tell the generation beneath me about the importance of Madonna, and then they start following her on Instagram, mm. and this is what they're seeing, it, it almost, like, negates the good things I'm saying, because it's slightly questionable. Right. No, it is. All right. So, to make it more positive. Yes. I mean. Let me, let me ask you. I want to. I want to know. Like, what are some of your like Madonna moments mm-hmm. from your youth? Like, if you could give me one or two. Um. Yeah. I mean, I have an old sister, super old, so she was listening to Madonna. Who is that? Who is that? I remember for me, just because of my age, like her was like album that was like, and then I sort of went back to Madonna, but you know, so I sort of really. Um, but I think the real sort of moment that it all was like, oh my God, was, was like, which I think all of us would say probably of our age. It because just changed it was, everything. It changed everything. It was like this crazy like ramp up and then like the Gospel roller chorus, ride. Like the whole thing of the, with the Pepsi commercial yeah, exactly. and the scandal and her exactly. like dyeing her hair black her and like, yes. And the whole thing. And I had, um, was, was like, you know, like, life size of her in, but in my closet, or like, interestingly, inside my closet, wow. which is a whole other thing. Because, like, my parents I mean, actually you can unpack that America. very easy, but I think that was a little But that was the beginning. But then, when Vogue happened, and, like, yeah, Dick yeah. Tracy, that. Wait, I just, I want to throw out a fun fact for America, if you don't know this. The man in the Like a Prayer right. video, like the black Jesus, was the Cynthia father of Mary's Cynthia Bailey's yeah. daughter, Noel. Um, and he, he's on, every once in a while, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, and he's, an, he's amazing. He was also, I think, in um, Oz for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, he's done other shows. He was, yeah. And he's amazing. Um, but it's so interesting when he comes on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, I'm like, yeah, and it looks like, great still. Oh, God, he's hot. He's so sexy. But I will say, I think here's, here's the, the biggest sort of... Here's the so, um, Vogue happened, and um, the music awards happened, she demanded that was just like bananas, and just brought it to a whole so other good. America, if you have not seen it, kids... Like, her VMA performance of Vogue in, like, the Victorian uh, costumes uh, was everything. everything. It began Beyonce. It began Britney. It began these, like, spectacled right. concert numbers. Right. It was amazing. Yeah, and I saw that. That just bonded. Like, it was, I was younger, but it was 1990. 15, 16. Yeah, and you, it, you might have been. I was totally busy. like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. My sister's friend, she liked Madonna, but it would go with me. And I got tickets, and it was at. 
some kind of big corporate arena, yeah. like, like Office Depot Center. The Staples. It's not Staples, but it's like it's like Office Depot. Center. But and I couldn't believe what I was like beds on stage, driving around hundreds of. And I remember then HBO the uh, they showed the and Matt Lauer like posted it. And um, I was watching it constantly. Wasn't it straight? And I was certainly no. Wasn't it? But um, Matt Lauer says, like, it's exhausting. And she has, like, 13 costumes. And Andy was like, what's the deal? And I was like, you have no idea. She's, like, backstage, ripping everything off. You'll never understand what happens in the theater. And, like, it was everything, everything. One of the coolest... um, it's so random and weird, and it wasn't even really related to me so much, but when we moved to Florida, my mom was doing aerobics at this little studio in West Boca, and she was doing aerobics with a woman whose grandson was the kid in the Open Your Heart video. Oh, no, I can't even. And my mom came home and told me, and I was like, what? I, like, freaked out, like, screaming like a schoolgirl. I was like, no! It's broke millions. It was... It was crazy. I loved that, like, I kind of felt that I was, like, one degree of separation from, like, Madonna. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Madonna was super important to me. When I went to overnight camp, the only time in my life, summer of 1985, I went with, like, a little cassette holder with, like, ten cassettes. Two of the cassettes were Madonna, Madonna, and Madonna Like a Virgin. Um, and... I was just into Madonna from the very beginning. I don't, I don't know how, but somehow it organically happened, and she was so important to me, and it got even more intense in high school. I was supposed to see Blonde Ambition tour. I was in Europe summer of 1990 oh, when, it, when it came out, but I was supposed to I see it. Mars. I was supposed to see it in Germany, um, and we were all going to go, but then we ended up going to Spain like with my German friends. That's awesome. So I didn't get to see it, but I remember coming home and HBO uh, did it and taped it. And I, I literally carried that, like, VHS cassette in my bag everywhere. And I remember my mom watching it. She was like, I don't get it. Yeah, you not get it. And then I remember my very dear friend from growing up, my acting partner, to this day, one of my favorite people, Jill Vincy, Jill Vincy Quinn now, who I love, who was an amazing dancer. She was captain of the cheerleading team, or co-captain. Jill was everything. And I respected everything that Jill said so much. And I remember going to her house, beautiful house, very famous doctor, and the house was gorgeous. And we went into, like, the viewing room, and, like, we pop in the VHS cassette, and Jill was like, dancers are off. They're not all insane. Oh, girl. And I was like, girl, you don't get it! I was, I was so, I was so, like, mad that she didn't get it, but she got it. She knew it was good, but she didn't get it the way that, like, I was getting it as, like, a young bean right. who was like, this is everything. I'm also just going to say, I'm sure she was I would guess. Maybe but yeah, also, the way slam was off. No, but I think what she was saying at the time, which is also what changed this whole idea of dance and concerts, was like, not everybody is doing everything all at the same time. It doesn't all have to be perfectly in sync. You're telling a story. And, like, right. Madonna started these 
concert stories, these like spectacle concerts where there are 27 costume changes and there's the Latin section and there's right. the this section. Right, right. And like the dancers don't always all have to be in sync, but they're all amazing. Right. And they're telling a story. And I mean, I got that at an early age and it, it was just so intense. And my love for her and like what she provided. And I remember one of the most interesting things that I ever did for my love of Madonna was with our friend Terry, um, who lives in Florida again now. She's also an amazing Madonna fan. And for my junior year homecoming, and she was a sophomore, I skipped homecoming as we went to see Truth Dare. And that was amazing. I felt so cool. You know, that's funny because you mentioned Terry but this week someone had posted on Facebook this person did a side-by-side of HBO version of London and so you can watch them split screen side-by-side she wrote and said that she said that when it when, when it was announced she wasn't far Terry huge break so upset she couldn't believe that she wouldn't be able to see that she well on that note about Terry the craziest Madonna thing I did was Terry and I both VHS taped from television every Madonna interview mm. on any yeah. channel every Madonna video every we said like VHS cassettes so we decided to have a Madonna day on a Saturday I went to Terry's house. We were in high school. I was a junior, maybe early senior year of high school. I think I showed up at this. This is what happens before you start drinking. I think I showed up at her house at like 8 a.m. And for like 12 full hours, we just watched all of our VHS tapes of her interviews on MTV, videos, her like when she was doing the um, True Blue video contest like on MTV right. where everyone could submit their own videos. It was, but we were watching all the video submissions. It was crazy. And like finally we were like, we have to call the day. And our friend Ariane came for like a few hours and then left. And Terry and I like sat there for like 13 hours watching shit. And like the level of commitment that we had to that woman was so intense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I bring it up and why I struggle with the fact that I muted her because I will never deny how important she is in my life. And I struggle with what am I allowed to say now as an adult about her? I don't know. And like our friend Rami was here the other night who is our sound engineer and producer. (laughs) The The reason that we are actually recording this right now is because of our friend Rami. And, and Rami is somebody who, for better or for worse, is just so loyal. Yeah. And, yeah. and Rami has, had decided when he was a small child that he was for Madonna. And he will never not be for Madonna. So I brought up her face and, like, he rolled his eyes and, like, got really mad at me. Because if you're really for Madonna, you're not going to bring up the fact that her face looks weird. And I get it. And and Rami is also somebody who does not want to argue about Michael Jackson. He doesn't want to take the people that were really important to us when we right. were coming of age 
and sort of address anything that is like happening in the world right now about those people. And I get it. I, I'm not here to say that Madonna's done weird things to her face or hasn't. I'm not here to say that Michael Jackson's done bad things or hasn't. But my struggle is like, how do I negotiate what I know now as an adult versus how I felt as a child? And I'm a judgy bitch. So it's like, if Madonna just came out right now, and this was her Instagram, I'd be like, who's this fucking slut? Forget it. She sucks. But because it's Madonna, I'm like, I feel guilty. And I'm like, I feel bad that I needed her. I, I feel guilty. Well, you'll get her back. I'll get her back. But will I get her? Well, who knows what this new album is? I mean, I, I think sort of in, in, in closing on my, my side, in a way, when, um, so my mother weirdly liked the song. Well, who doesn't? Well, my mother is weird. But, and when she sang it live. But it's old timey. Like, what is the song? <laughs> it's old timey song. It's all like, you know, Andrew's yeah. sister's Eve. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> but um, we were driving in my mother's car. I know exactly, I know exactly driving. Still happening. Driving. And I, we, of course, I had some AC. And I said, what's going to happen to Madonna when she's old? And my mother said, if she's smart, she'll come out blue gown. Right. I, re- I remember this forever. And I thought, oh, that's out. And, um, well, she hasn't done Well, that. she did it for Sooner or Later, the song that yeah, won, like, the Oscar. Like right. And, like, we, we've talked about this before. Lady Gaga, and I know there's a lot of, like, struggles between those two women, but, like, Lady Gaga has realized in her short career, like she's 33 like she's realized that like every once in a while you got to show up with tony bennett and like right. a gown right. and <laughs> show that you right. can sing and i i remember oh, this God, since we we met 25 plus years ago i remember this story you've told me before about what your mother said about madonna like she needs to show up in a gown and like sing a song and she does and there is there is something to be said about aging gracefully and accepting the fact that you are an aging pop star. You can fight it with your MD, your skin MDNA, or whatever, with Kim Kardashian. You can fight it with all kinds of things. You can be like Cher. But the acceptance that you are aging is important. And to be able to adapt. And the struggle that I think someone like Madonna has, when you have a, a reputation and a fan base, and 150 people that make their money because you're Madonna, there is this struggle that, like, you have to do something else. You have to be this. You have to be Britney Spears. You have to be young and sexy and come out in a negligee and bump and grind. The last Madonna concert that I saw, it was amazing, but I was like, you could wear some more clothes. Like, you don't... But she doesn't tell it down. But she told it down. She's for herself. She didn't do all the great things. Do she, she kept herself for the performance. And listen, as to and she looks great, and she should she should show off that body. She's definitely more in the performance mode than spectrum because she has all these amazing people who still want to be on or part of her. Because she can, weirdly, I can take not a, not a backseat or passenger seat while all these amazing dancers are kind of, she's an amazing dancer. When she does it, she does it. She, she's choosing. I thought that concert was really 
I loved, I loved it too. I really did. I really I liked it. Was it was so moving. That's the one that Amy so Schumer cool. opened for yeah. her. Right, yeah. Yeah, because the concert one or two before that. Yes, they were not her best. Was really aggressive. Yes. And I just, I thought it was a little No, I thought the last concert was definitely good. I think in closing, I think the question this brings up for me in this moment right now in our pop culture, especially in light of what's going on with Michael Jackson, what's gone on in light of so many of the pop stars that we grew up with, Prince, George Michael, Whitney Houston, all of these people that became addicts, that died, sure. that did all these things. That didn't happen to Madonna. Right. But what did happen to Madonna was that she grew and I grew and we grew in different ways because she helped me to grow in a way that I needed sure. to grow. But for herself, I don't know if she's been able to grow the same way that she allowed me to grow because of the pressures that are on her. And, you know, to your point, I think that at the end of the day, I land on this. When you sign on for somebody in your life, the way we've signed on for each other in our friendship, and the reason why we started this podcast, when you sign on to something, for people like us, sign on and you you take it and you ride the waves you go through those years where you're like i don't know if i can fucking handle you i don't know if i can look at your face on instagram but i know that i'm for her and that she's for me and she was for me then and she's for me now so i can't i can't give up no you can't give up but yeah She is going to surprise us. But for all of the sort of like media created like Mishigas with her and Lady Gaga, I will say that Lady Gaga has developed a muscle, maybe because she's younger, different generation, where it's like you sure. got you to gotta change. You got to do a Tony Bennett album. You got to do like a country western rock album. You got to sing the sound of music at the Grammys. Yeah. You, you, you got to do these things. And Madonna is holding on so tight to, like, her thing. And I just, if she was here in this room with me now, Madonna, we'll come to Portugal. You know, I think, right. I think, that, like, I would just say, don't forget who you are at, at, at the core. That's point. The same way our friends next to us will have Christmas so that's she's an asshole to the core. core. <laughs> Maybe this is it. She likes dress up. She likes to look pretty. She likes to kind of cool paint. She likes to make, likes things. Why not do it in like closet? I'm just. I'm going to say this, and then we'll wrap up this first podcast. But I will say, why not? Sure, but like, I feel like she she provided more. She isn't just dress up. She was all of those things. My mother, my mother thought that she was dress up. My mother thought that she was, you know, a flash in the pan. And my mother has been proven wrong at this point all these years later. I would say so. But Madonna is more. And I don't know if she totally realizes that. I think that, like, she struggles with, like, am I good enough without, like, the face? Like, who am I without all the pomp and circumstance? And what I want to tell Madonna is, like, 
you're enough. Like, you're enough, girl. That's very Lizzo. Yes, it is Lizzo. Like, Liz, my favorite quote from Lizzo is, I am my inspiration. Like, be your own inspiration. And Madonna should be her inspiration because she's our inspiration, and look how amazing we are. Yeah. I hear that, too. Wow. Wow. Well, and I have to be honest, I don't even think we unpacked Madonna nearly enough. Oh, no. We're going to come back to like part, part two, two, part three. three. Five, nine, it's going to be a ten-part series. Your cell. But not the whole, not the whole, <laughs> not the whole, like, you know, you know sparks. Listen, I want to say this. That's I'm, a lot of work. I'm super, I'm, like sweating. I'm super delighted with our first podcast. I'm delighted. I hope the world is. Because when you release this, it's Listen, um, if you're interested in finding out more, tune in, into the roundtable, a new episode every week, ish, and every seven to ten. Or you should follow us on Instagram. Francesca's Instagram is, oh, Mr. And mine is Aaron G212. Follow us on Instagram. Pretty soon we'll have our own Queens of the Roundtable Instagram. We will. We will. Sure. Um, but for now, follow us, tune back in every once in a while, and we're excited to share our roundtable thoughts with you. So good to see you guys and hear from you soon. Hear from you soon. We'll hear from you soon, or you'll hear from us You'll definitely hear from us sooner. I'm <laughs> right. sure of it. Okay. Bye. Bye, guys.